Hello friend, Mel Jeffcoat here. It is 11.12 a.m. on a rainy Sunday. And this morning I've been thinking about the models that we use to think about life, and specifically in this case, and the importance of, of what model you choose to think about your life. Now, in our dominant culture, we love straight lines. So that's one model that's that's very common you know your, your life begins and it ends and it's a straight line from beginning to end well that's way too simple and really other than the beginning and the end it's not all that accurate um so another one that's pretty common is to think of a life as sort of a bell curve type thing where there's a period of growth and a leveling out and then a period of decline. This is more accurate, if, assuming that your life is not cut short, um, but it doesn't really help too much with making decisions on a day-to-day -day basis or thinking about uh, how to live your life. So the model that I like that I think is it's the best one that I know. Doesn't mean that it's perfect, but it is the spiral model, where things repeat, like the cycle of the year. We know that uh, every year we have Christmas and spring and summer and fall, and it keeps going back around and around. But it's not the same every year. It's a spiral, like uh, a spring, where you've reached the same place on the circle, but you're at a different level. Uh, and I was thinking about this because I think like a lot of creative people who maybe have a touch of ADHD, I have many interests. And uh, when I'm interested in something, then... I'm all in, and then at some point, I'm not interested in it anymore for a while. I've lived long enough to know that most of my core interests, I go through periods with them, and at some point, I'm going to cycle back around and be ready to put more effort, more thought into whatever the interest is. I think I reach a point of saturation, and then... I need a point, a time of fallowness to just let it be and get integrated while I think about something else before I'm ready to, to cycle back around to it. Um, but that's, that's seen as a disability, a, the wrong way of doing things in our dominant culture, because, you know, the messaging is pick something and you see it through. You don't skip from one thing to another. And certainly, if you see something through, you will finish the thing, if that's the most important thing in your, in your belief system. Um, but if, instead of the most important thing being accomplishing a certain number of goals, but if, if your most important thing is your internal growth, and, and building up 
your own knowledge and your own experience, maybe maybe that's not the best approach to just force yourself to stick with something. And anyway, I can tell you from experience, it doesn't really work anyhow. If you're not built for that, it doesn't, it, it's not something that works very well. And sorry about the banging noise if you heard that. So children slamming doors. Um, but where was I going with this? Um, I find that the faster I can realize that I'm done with a particular subject, even if I'm not, I haven't actually finished something, the better it is. Because if I've got a new interest and I'm, that I really want to work on, but there's something else that's hanging over my head that I'm telling myself, well, I need to finish this, that just loses me some of the time in the new interest. And then I don't have as much time and energy to really dive into that one before it's time to move on to another. Now, I certainly think it's important to wrap up what can be what can be wrapped up in uh, the the original one. But I think that it's more useful, and I'm I'm still exploring this, so we'll see how it, it works out. But I think that trying to recognize sooner it's time to move on to the new thing, even if the other thing is not finished, because it's not gonna be finished at that point. Um, and go all in on whatever whatever is up. Uh, you know, we don't celebrate Christmas all year long. It has a specific time. And if when Christmas is over and it's time to take the tree down and you haven't you didn't do everything that you wanted to do for this year, then it's time to it's still time to put it away. And you can make a note that, hey, next year, I'll, I want to spend less time on this thing that I didn't care about too much and more time on so that I can, I can do this thing that I really want to do. You know, we get another chance as long as we keep living. But it would be silly when in the middle of January to be going, man, I really wanted to go Christmas caroling this year, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force all of my friends, cajole all of my friends to, to join me, and we're going to go around Christmas caroling, and it's February. You know, it, uh, there's, that's not going to get a lot of traction. So uh, I think that with interests and projects, it could be a similar thing. Now, things like Christmas have the advantage that we all have a fairly consistent general understanding of when it is. I mean, it, it does keep creeping earlier and earlier as far as the marketing, but we know when it is, and there the edges are, might be fuzzy, but we know basically when it starts and when it ends. Whereas your own individual interests, nobody else, there, there, there's no consensus on this, and I'm not advocating 
to leave others in the lurch if there's something that you need to finish for other people. I think that, you know, even if you're not feeling it, you should finish up things for other people or wind it up in the best way possible. But for things that are just your own interests, I think jumping wholeheartedly into whatever it is that you're at and leaving the previous one to uh, sort of compost for a while in your mind and be ready to, to come back to it when it's time. Now, right now, I'm sort of, there. there is a thing along these lines right now. Uh, I'm in the middle of reading a series of, a sci-fi series of books called The Expanse series, which is also a TV show now, and it's really great. I, I love it a lot. I have, at this point, two novellas and two novels to go to finish the series, but I'm going to put it on hold right now. I just finished one of the novels, and it's because right now uh, it's fall, and I would really like to reread the book House of Leaves. And that book, if you don't know it, is it's one of the scariest books I've ever read because, and it's supposed to be scary, because it gets into the nature of reality. And it it's about a, a very strange house that's far bigger on the inside than it is on the outside and very terrifying when you get down into it. But that's not actually the really scary part. The part that makes it the scariest book I've ever read is that it's all told in, uh, well, it's told, the people who own the house made a movie, uh, made a, a film of their explorations of this house. And the book is told by excerpts of various critical responses and research into this film and those going back and forth. And all of this stuff has been discovered by the narrator who he finds like this, this case full of all of these citations. And I don't remember if it had the actual movies or not, but all of this information about this house, this film, but in his world, there it doesn't exist. Like none of these citations, none of this stuff can be tracked down. And so it's about the nature of perception and the nature of reality and the uh, discomfort, the disorientation that comes when your perceptions and experience don't match up with what the rest of the world has and what the official story is. Um, so that's, in the, in, it's a long book, but that's basically how it all plays out is this guy finds these, these documents and he's going through and reading them and we get, we follow along on his journey and he's trying to find how, where this all came from. So the house is scary, but also just the that that um, 
disorientation of experience not matching up with an official narrative. So anyway, and I think that autumn is a creepy time of year, and it's the perfect time to read that book, which I've already read once a few years ago. So I am recognizing that desire, and instead of finishing the series that I'm on right now, and then going to it, and not getting to it till, I don't know, February perhaps, when this creepy time of year has passed, I'm putting a pause in the Expanse series and jumping into that other book. And with that, I leave you with the question, do your interests spiral from one to the next and circle back to them eventually? Or are you the type of person that follows through with one thing until it's done and then moves on to something else? Um, but if you are the first type, consider whether you're spending too much time um, trying to continue something that is past when you could be spending that time and energy on the thing that's in front of you. And that's all for today. Until next time, keep exploring.